There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. A little news, a little information. Kristen Burt now joins us. What's up, sister? Good morning. I have a little note to add. I was listening to you guys talk about Dane Cook. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. He just got married over the weekend. Really? Yes. Now, he is 51. His bride is 24. Uh Uh-oh. And they've reportedly been dating since 2017. Ooh. Which, whoa, wait a minute. Do that math. Do that math. Flag on the play. Wait a minute. Flag on the play. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that math. Okay. She's 27. 2023 minus 2017 is six years. 24 minus 6 is 18. And hold on, before we go any further, hold up. (laughs) Reportedly, they met when she started attending his game nights. He has these famous game nights at his house. Oh, okay. When she was 16. Oh, (laughs) And allegedly, they claim they did not start dating until she was 18. I I just, and he would have been what? Like 40? Yeah. Yeah. That's not oh, I feel God. like the rule of thumb there is that if you have to like clarify, but we didn't start dating until right, right. Yeah. There's an issue. Yeah. Are we and at a day and age where that's? I was just gonna say the fans are like have been on them for years about the age gap. I mean, it's like it's admitted grooming. It's like, well, I met her when she was 16, but I didn't screw her for two years. Yeah, there <laughs> just you go. Laid the groundwork to get yeah, to this. Point. We were just playing Scrabble. What's uh, weird about that, and it's interesting looking back because when. I met Catherine, I was 29, and she was 22. And even though she was 22, I was like, man, she's a lot younger than me. <laughs> even that right. made me nervous, and she was 22 years old. I, dating an 18-year-old when you're in your 30s? 40. Jesus. Yeah, 40. Was, 40. In his 40s. Yeah, in his 40s. Like, 40s. What are they talking about when they have conversations? Like, how was your day at high school today? Like, what? She, you can't relate to <laughs> each other. I can't talk to an 18-year-old. I'm 25. Like, right, what are they true. discussing? Yeah. That's very true, honestly. Yeah, that's, I, is that, Dane, you're talking about Dane Cook. Dane Cook. What is and wrong with him? And if you go, look at People Magazine. People Magazine did the exclusive on their wedding. There they are, together in their, they got married in Hawaii. So I was like, oh, this is a very timely story. <laughs> I just don't, I, I don't understand. What conversations do you have? I don't know. And I, I do think about it, you know, let's say in 20 years, I mean, he is going to be 71. Right. 
And I mean, think about it. She's only going to be 40, what, 44. Uh, that is a really, you're at two extremely, I mean, I know it's extreme now, but real extreme different, you know, areas of their life at that point. Although she might have 35 years of his money, so that'd be good. Right. Well, the, the brother doesn't bury it all again. Yeah, if he doesn't bury it all again, exactly. He lost $12 million in that oh, embezzlement. Yeah. God. Oh. And they still haven't found the money, from what I understand. His brother said it was lost. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know where I put I it. I misplaced it. <laughs> It was his half brother, and his uh, the half brother's wife was also convicted in the embezzlement. Oh, too. Okay. So I think the couple spent it. Kind of sounds like they spent yeah. it. No question. <laughs> I am still trying to figure. out. Wait a minute. What's the age gap between Dane Cook and his wife again? Uh, was it twenty six years? Twenty six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, God bless you. Good for you, kids, and all the rest of you. If you're happy, but what do you have in common? Nothing. And I would say it. It makes more sense from like her end because it's like the classic like kind of oh you young person dates an older man right from right. like so they're like okay whatever but for him like why like it just come there's no way for you to justify the attraction to the 16 year old well now 18 year old that you met at game night at your house. Yeah, the inherent why? inequality in that dynamic. Yeah, and right. why are you inviting 16 year olds over for game night? To your <laughs> That's house? the first question. <laughs> first question oh, number one. And there's the crazy thing. There is photo evidence of a co- not only just her, but a couple of her friends being at that game night underage. So oh, yeah. it, it exists on social media. And if he deleted it, let me tell you, the fans have it because the fans screen cap everything. So if you don't mm. want something seen, don't put it on social media. Wouldn't it be great, though, if he's there at home and she walks in and go, hey, honey, you want to watch Bluey? <laughs> <laughs> Do you I know love what's going to happen? Actually. This is my prediction because we just see, we just saw this play out this summer. It's going to be Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner yeah. married his now ex-wife Christine Baumgartner when she was in her early twenties. You know, she's now in her forties. He's in his late sixties. Guess what? They had a contentious divorce, and she is just out of there. And reportedly, reportedly, she—I'll <laughs> say that a couple times. Um, <laughs> yeah. She um, it had an affair with one of his billionaire best friends. So, Jeez. oh God, I, I, whatever. I, you know, Catherine and I. What what did we do wrong? We've been together for forty two, almost forty three years. What the hell are we doing wrong? You led a fabulous, happy, and boring life, and it's not boring. But you know what I'm saying? Like to the outside, you don't to need the, outside, the yeah. Hollywood yep. drama. No, I do not. That's very, very true. <laughs> and I, I mean, found... boring in the most positive way. Well, yeah, but I mean, the great thing about it is, is that we figured out very quickly that she'd talk and I would listen. So you know, <laughs> it's really worked out quite well. Bill so... is like that a lot too. He knows. He's like, Who's <laughs> He's on like the house? That too. <laughs> uh, well, that's true. It's absolutely true. I told you the. Oh, Ellie didn't hear this one. Oh. So we're going to this uh, friend of mine got in the Pro Golf Hall of Fame on uh, on Friday night. So we went to the celebration. I come up from downstairs wearing shorts and tennis shoes. She said, what are you doing? We got to get going. I said, well, yeah, I'm ready. She goes, you're not going like that, are you? I said, honey, it's a celebration. It's not that big a deal. She goes, well, no, it's not a big deal, but I didn't realize I was dating John Fetterman. <laughs> Thank you, honey. The whole dress code changed. (laughs) The whole dress code has changed now. But no, I I just, why is it so hard for people to find someone that they can like? Like I kind of knew, and Catherine said she knew immediately that she and I were a really good fit. And I have no idea how we both knew that. 
How does that happen? Uh, I, I don't know. It's hard yeah, to luck. date. It's hard to date in 2023. So oh, I, I you bet know, now it is. Yeah. I bet different. that's very true. No question. And if about you it. if you're one of those celebrities who keeps like changing out for a younger model, at a certain point, it's just depressing yes, to like watch. It I, is. I, I, mm-hmm. I think of uh, Sylvester Stallone and like what he's just going through. Not Sylvester Stallone. Al Pacino. I always confuse him. 83 years old. Yeah. Yeah. With a new baby with a woman who just seems like is this. <laughs> Abuse? I, like, God. Right, well, yeah. Same situation. Yeah. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio Cap- dating models that are not over the age of 25. Oh, he's yeah. well on his way to looking That's, as embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> his situation, it's, like, so blatantly, like, almost obvious. Like, we all see what you're doing. Oh, no, he like, doesn't care. The, it's She turns 25 and then you leave her for somebody that's younger than her. Yeah, he doesn't care. He, he goes to Victoria's Secret Fashion Shows, picks yeah. three, and then works through them over the course of the next two years. Is he obnoxious as, as he seems, do you think? Gotta be. I think if you're that brilliant, you have to be in person. Yeah. Then that guy's I a hell of an actor, no doubt. Don't you feel like he's reached his Jack Nicholson era? Yeah, Jack yeah. Nicholson, mm. Like, successful Hollywood career, Oscar winner, prestigious actor, dates younger women, cheats all over the place. Yeah. Allegedly. Same deal. Same Allegedly, situation. yes. We just need to put that on the bottom, like disclaimer after the episode. Yes. Allegedly. Well, that'll happen because I always get the. Well, I know you never cheated on Catherine. Well, how do you know? Because you're still alive. <laughs> so there, that's a pretty good argument, I would say. Yeah, I think the bow hunk might kill me. She probably would. The bow hunk? She's bohemian. Oh, you didn't know Catherine was bohemian? Oh, I just have never heard anybody be referred called to a as bohunk? a bohunk yeah. before. Yeah. That sounds weird. Oh, call her that. <laughs> like, she hates that being, being called that. She hates being I called that. see why. Yeah, shocking. Bohemian. You never heard that for a bohemian That's before? That's boho. Boho, yeah. We call it boho. But I know we're not going to call my wife a hoe. That ain't going to happen. Yeah, no, it's so not going to happen. Like Stick to Catherine. Chic. Boho chic is like the term. Oh, boho chic? So my yeah. wife is chic now on top yeah. of it. Not bohunk. Yeah. Not bohunk. What about bohunk? I, I think she wants boho chic. I'm pretty sure. Boho yeah. chic, right? <laughs> but she is she is bohemian, so she's very proud of that heritage. As a matter of fact. So what else is that now? Um, I'm still trying to find that second season of Fisk, and I cannot find it. It's just it not. It doesn't exist. In Why? The not here yet. I, I don't know. I don't have an answer. But I, I, I searched them. for you high and low. I've done it several Me times. Too. It's just not here yet. But it's it not was. even available on video on demand. You can't even purchase it. Here no, no, I tried to do that. And you, you could get a VPN. <laughs> yeah. <purchase> <laughs> That's not legal, but you could do it. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes, exactly. I'm not here to recommend illegal activities for you, Tom, but. Do you think we're going to get to an air? Because Catherine and I went and saw a movie a couple of weeks ago. We saw the, the Poirot movie, as I told you. Had a wonderful time at the Edina Theater, just beautiful screen, comfortable, all the rest of it. I cannot take these sci-fi thrillers anymore. Can't they put out some something else? Is there anything else? Jesus. Well, we're going to have a reset after this strike is so. over. And I, I think we're really going to see a difference. This <clears throat> summer was so telling. I, and my, Bill and I were talking about it last night. I said, you know, everyone went to see Sound of Freedom, Barbie, and Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. People did not go to see Harrison Ford, Tom Cruise. They were like, I don't want to see Ethan Hunt. I don't want to see Indiana Jones. Right. And the studios, this was eye-opening for them. And then we had a strike on top of this. This is an opportunity to do a complete reset and start doing original films. God, or start so. doing event films that people want to come out for. Because mm. I'm telling you, the Marvels is like the next big film, which is coming out in oh, early God. November. 
Um, you'll get into some Oscar fair. I know Napoleon, there'll be a Pixar movie. There's, there's things to go out and see, but, um, I was so thrilled, honestly, just to see the amount of people that came out in droves for Barbenheimer or that came out just for Barbie or that, you know, word of mouth, even though Sound of Freedom is controversial, it was an event movie that people talked about and discussed again. And that's what Hollywood should be. Yeah. No, I agree. Absolutely. I just, I don't know. I, I just have never, even when I was a kid, I liked Star Wars, but I, I didn't like Star Wars 2 or 3 or 8 or whatever it was. I liked the original one. The rest of them I thought were just a repeat of the original one. You know? And we've just hit a wall with sequel, sequel saturation. Yeah. We just cannot yep. Yep. do it anymore. And it's not theater death. It's the death of original scripts and, like, new stories. I agree. <laughs> Kristen. We're exhausted. We have fatigue. And, you know, the pandemic gave us one reset. And I think the strike is giving a second reset. And it's going to change the streaming model as well once we get out of this because it wasn't sustainable. And even though it brought us all this amazing content, uh, it's just going to be different moving forward. So it was it was a bubble and the bubble burst. Yeah. Well, I mean, Catherine and I hop in the car. We drive down, park, either have a little dinner or we just go to the theater, grab our popcorn. They're so magnificent. First of all, the big screen is so cool just to sit there because I hadn't been to a movie in a while. To sit there and watch that big screen again was a thrill. Uh-huh. The, the chairs are comfortable. The food is good. I want to I go back to, I'd love to go back to theater every weekend and see a movie, but the movies aren't good enough. But I think that if you go and search, because I know Minnesota is, is great with their arts and culture. Los Angeles, we do the same thing. Oftentimes, older movies wind up back on the big screen. If Love you haven't that. had the opportunity to see them, that's your opportunity to go out and see a movie and experience the popcorn and the soda and, like, relax. That's what I do sometimes. I mean, yeah. see, having the opportunity, for me, like, I love Funny Girl. I hadn't seen it on the big screen. It came on the big screen here in Los Angeles in one of our really nice theaters. And I was like, this is it. Who knows when this is going to come back to the big yeah. screen. So. Yeah. Yeah, I just they, they got to start making better movies again instead of just this mindless crap that they put out five times a week. Well, yeah. they will because I, they're they're hurting. <laughs> so, yeah, good. They uh, should they be. They don't hurting. have a choice. They don't have a choice. But they're they're seeing the trend has shifted away from franchises and reboots, and you see even just the superhero fatigue. So it's time to move on. Yeah, I, it is time to move on. I, I used to like the superheroes, but it's like, okay, I've seen 55,000 yeah. superheroes now. I'm good. I grew up on comics, and I, I can't yeah. stand another one. I'm not yeah. I'm not sure I, the last time I saw a new Marvel movie. Probably the last, like, good Spider-Man movie. Yeah, and well, because then it went, they had, obviously, you had all of your Spider-Man, Black Panther, all that, and then they started adding where, okay, now they're all going to team up and save the world, and now we're going to team up again. And now right. we're gonna, it's like right. we can only have the same plot over and over so many well, times. Well, and even Kevin Feige knows you can trace it back to when we started over-investing in the TV series mm-hmm. that we started just adding to that saturation by expecting people to watch all this stuff to keep up with like who's appearing in this next movie yep, like right. who's this superhero character oh they had a season on netflix like oh, oh great because yeah, netflix had what was it was like the punisher jessica Fist, jones yeah. and like yeah all of that which were great but it was like it's hard to keep up with all of it no and then we we shifted those up and they were like these aren't canon anymore these ones are canon but now they're not but they kind of are and let's not even get into the dc aspect of the whole thing <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> It's exhausting, honestly. And, and you know, even for the most hardcore Marvel fan or superhero fan, it's it's a lot to keep up with. It's a full-time job, and people can't do it. I know. It, it just, I used to love to go back 
And I, look, I'm going all the way back to as a kid, seeing people like Marlon Brando acting. You know, I, those people were tremendous actors. And now it seems that everybody, even the really good ones, are doing one form of acting instead mm-hmm. of kind of putting themselves in the role. It's this one kind of acting thing that we've gotten into. And I'm not saying all the actors are bad. I, I, as I said, went and saw the Poirot movie, and I thought Tina Fey was terrific in it, and I had never cared for her before. You know, so I do like... I'd like to see some talent instead of, you know, the that big uh, machine gun you got as the star of the movie. Like, oh, yeah. God, like, whatever. And I think, because back in the day, I think it was looked at as a craft. Yeah, right? oh, yeah. Like, yep. well, I'm, gonna, I'm taking this role because I can really immerse myself in it, where now it's almost like a, Kevin Hart is, like, the first person I think of when it was like, I just need to be everywhere all the time. Yes. Yep. I'm this funny guy, so I'm the comic relief. So, and rather than I need to put as much out, it was... It needs to get back to the, I'm just going to put one really good film out and put my all into mm-hmm. this. Well, you can do both. I, look at Adam Sandler. He can play both games. He can do the yep. serious thought piece roles, yep. like the character exposés and explorations, mm-hmm. and also churn out funny movies he enjoys making and make him a lot of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think what's interesting, too, is that Elizabeth Olsen talked about this. She said there were a lot of movies of quality, like Oscar-type fare, that she wanted to do, but she was locked into her Marvel contract and would mm. have to turn them down. And she said, it's, it's been great. It's given me financial security, but at the same time, it has prevented me creatively from doing what I want to do as an actress. That's Kristen, just sad. Isn't it amazing, Kristen, after only 24 hours, only 24 hours, I haven't even mentioned how much the football teams suck in this state. What do you think? <laughs> she I wouldn't know laughing. anything right. about the NFL except that Taylor Swift is dating. <laughs> <laughs> you sound What's like Kelsey, what, Kelsey Grammer. What the Travis hell Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. That's what it is. I was like, that is my biggest awareness. I know the Mahomes, of course, because Brittany Mahomes is always like shooting her mouth off, and everyone thinks now Brittany is upset that like that Taylor's getting all the attention at the games. So, uh, so I was like, I know all of like the petty like gossip that probably isn't even true anyway. Yeah, I still want to ask that question because if I were Taylor Swift dating a football player, wouldn't you just go, why do you even bother to play for forty million a year? Who cares? Compared to how much she makes, that's nothing. Right. This is a PR dream. <laughs> oh, God, is it ever. Well, Travis the- Kelsey's uh, jerseys just skyrocketed over the past day. <laughs> well, Chris- and then I-, I love that Travis himself wore, like, uh, clothing related to her 1989 oh, album. God. So yeah. Oh, God. Falling into, like, the clues that and Easter eggs that, that Taylor always drops. I mean, come on. This is, like, this is fabulous. Well, even if this is a PR setup, I love it. Yep. Well, he, even after he scored a touchdown, so there was, I don't know, one of her concerts, Taylor Swift did, like, an arrow shooting motion dance. And so Travis Kelsey did a celebration after he sell, uh, scored a touchdown and did like the arrow shooting oh, thing God. to like, tie it in for Taylor Swift. So. They're this in love. It's, yeah, Leave it's a him true, alone. It's Leave him alone, man. It's a true love story. There's a PR genius somewhere in there just texting yeah. both of them. Yeah. <laughs> They're again. writing the clues down and like, if you do this and this time. Then <laughs> yep. listen, look at, the, look at the traction yesterday they got in the headlines. Like oh, yeah. every other story mm-hmm. was Travis and Taylor. It was amazing. I still just thinking of the fact that, Catherine, I'm going to pretend to pull an arrow back, so, so you do it too. No. No, I'm not doing that, Tom. It's not going to happen, so forget D- it. Different generations. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. All right, any good closing items we should know about? 
I have one good story because we always talk about like the horrible side of Hollywood and this is just kind of like a tail end to the writer's strike. But Drew Carey um, paid for the striking writer's lunch throughout the entire five months at two locations here in Los Angeles, Bob's Big Boy in Burbank and Over the Hill at Swinger's Diner. And at Bob's Big Boy alone, he was spending about $10,000 a week picking up their breakfast and lunches plus tip. And um, it's going to total, just for one restaurant, probably about $600,000. Holy hell. He wow. sure that they had warm meals in their belly. He never asked for any recognition. And we never hear good stories about Hollywood, but he's one of the good guys. So. You know him? I um, I covered him when he did Dancing with the Stars maybe about five or six years ago, and he was lovely. He's a wonderful man. Very, very nice guy. Yeah, we've had him in studio a number of times. Just a real, he is just a great guy. Isn't that nice? It is really nice, and I know that the writers really appreciate it, and I've got to imagine working on set with him at The Price is Right is probably a very good environment. Oh, I think so. I think that's probably true. Good good choice to replace Bob Barker, by the way, because that must have been tough finding somebody to replace Bob Barker. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was a legend. It, it's perfect, too. It, you know, it's a, it's a nice, cushy job with a great salary, yeah. and... He can work as much or as little as he wants to as a result, so I'm sure he also appreciates it. I like the fact that we got through an entire almost half a day without talking about the Vikings or the Gophers, so thank you very much for that. You're welcome. I just brought up Taylor Swift instead. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with bringing up Taylor Swift. She was very excited. I saw the video. She was all hopped up. There's no doubt about that, man. She was excited. Which is a little fraudulent because she's the Eagles fan, but we'll let it slide. (laughs) God, how can anyone be an Eagles fan? It's just embarrassing. I still cannot believe that Philadelphia was not voted the most the most violent oh, yeah. crowd. This, that list was garbage. <laughs> There's no way. There, who, who else competes? Uh, nobody that I know of. But oh, it, what are you going to do? Kristen, I have a quick question. So I know I'm late to the party, but I just watched Jury Duty on Freebie. Oh, yeah. oh. Yes. And so my, Freebie. like, anytime I finish a season of a show, I always go online and, like, see, like, okay, when's the next one coming out or whatever, do a little research. They're talking about doing a season two. How are like is that even possible to do another season now that because everybody's going to be on alert when they do jury duty now? From what I've heard from the producers, they are looking at doing a different environment, so okay. it might be jury duty, but not jury duty. So they'll, yep. they'll just put it in in a different type of situation where people are sort of dropped in and have no clue. Because I think if they did it in the jury duty setting again people are like oh come on i'm totally on the freebie show because enough people watched it it's been a real big breakout hit for the network Mm -hmm. um but i love that they're going to drop into a different setting because it also keeps it fresh for us as viewers yeah and hopefully they cast as well as they did because ronald gladden was i mean what a total gem he turned out to be he turned out to be really kind it made the whole premise not feel mean or cruel because they were playing a joke on him yeah and he took it all very well in the end yeah no it was it was brilliant i'm assuming you watched it tom what was i watching jury duty i did i liked it yeah i like him anyway what's his name the blonde guy the star of the show like the gladden no he was just a random gladden ronald gladden was a a contractor from san diego who was kind of plucked to do this no 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 i'm talking about on the show james marsden yeah that's exactly what i'm talking about I like James Morris. He's a brunette. brunette. Is he a brunette? He's like a dark-haired brunette. The color on Tom's TV is (laughs) like... You might be thinking... You might be mistaking him with, like, Chris Pine. 
No, I'm, because, th- I'm thinking of James Marsden. Okay. James oh, it's Marsden not he, did, did he He's have nominated blonde? for an Emmy for that role, too. He got a really? Wow. Oh, yeah. Funny. Uh, so the Emmys have been obviously postponed because of the uh, strike, but they'll mm. hopefully, with everything hopefully wrapping up, we, we'll see. But um, they're supposed to be in January, so we'll, we'll find out. Do me a favor. Would you look up a picture of Tenth and Wolf, the uh, promo picture for that movie, Tenth and Wolf? Because I'm almost certain James Marsden was blonde in that movie. <laughs> I'm almost positive. <laughs> he didn't have dark hair. I cannot picture a single role in which James Marsden yeah. had blonde hair. It's got like a golden hue. He's yeah. got. He's got <laughs> yeah, baby. The, the, his hair is short in brunette, but the movie poster has like a weird filter it over it. Does, so I, yeah. I can I can see what you're talking see? about. Ninety percent of the time, he's brunette. Tom. Uncle Tom <laughs> brings there's, home the bacon. There's one picture where he is not even blonde, just a golden, golden hue. <laughs> A golden hue. Well, we'll take it. Ladies and gentlemen. All right, golden hue, Bert. We will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> My golden lux. I, yeah, and Your I'll see you later lux. on the family. Yes, looking forward to it. Thank you. Of course. Nice to meet you, Ellie. Yeah, nice to meet you. God, terrific to work with. She is unbelievable. Uh, today, cloudy with scattered showers. An isolated thunderstorm possible, a high of 68. Tonight, lingering shower, the low of 56. Then Wednesday, mostly cloudy. Slight chance of isolated shower, 70. But then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, partly sunny, 72. Mostly sunny, 80. Mostly sunny, 82. So maybe some showers uh, off and on a little bit, but I don't think not that big a deal. It is mostly cloudy and 60 degrees right now, but a high today of about 68 and We'll see how that goes. We got to take a break here. Be right back in a couple of minutes. Chris, I got to talk to Chris Eggert next. Oh, what if I don't? Oh want boy. To? What if I decide <laughs> against doing it? Chris Eggert will join us right after this. I'm so happy to welcome back our longtime friends, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years, and I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, and they always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre because their service experts are experienced NATE certified technicians, not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed, nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need, when they need it, and at a fair price. Keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they've taken care of me and my entire family. Steve and his lovely wife, Tatiana, are good friends of the family, as a matter of fact. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced or just simply need a service call to get you going again, go to SabreHeating.com. That's S-A-B-R-E Heating.com. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. There's a guy named Tom Cross who likes to do kite things. Tom takes the phrase, go fly a kite to an extreme, and for years goes all over the country in search of great kite flying events. Lincoln City, Oregon comes to mind with Chinook winds and seven miles of pristine beach that draws folks from all over North America for the best kite flying conditions in the world. Tom brings a little Minnesota with him when he goes to Lincoln City in his new 2109S Rockwood Mini Light Travel Trailer. The new lightweights from Rockwood are very popular. 
Tom hauls his trailer from Niemeyer Trailer Sales in Albertville and Elko New Market, Minnesota. Niemeyer Trailer Sales is the only place Tom would prepare his next kite flight. Solar panels, exterior griddle, air conditioning are just a few of the standard features in his Rockwood by Forest River from the place that is your ultimate RV headquarters since 1965. This is Tom Bernard. Visit my friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales and take your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Go to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Do you ever Google yourself? Are you happy with what you find? Or is it cringy? Are you a business owner or on your company's marketing team? How do you feel when you Google your own place? What do you see? A non-updated social media page you don't even remember making? Ads for your competitors? An old school website with outdated information? Hubbard Interactive can help. They can do it all for your business. They're a Google Premier Partner, so they can use search engine optimization to get your click results higher. They can build a 21st century website for you that communicates all the right things all the best ways. They've got a photo and video department to make your business look sharp. Plus social media, influencer marketing, podcasting, and more. All the things that will make you a lot happier next time you Google yourself. Here's a Google search that you'll find rewarding. Hubbard Interactive. You can see all the marketing tools they've used on hundreds of successful businesses, including an extensive gallery of the great work they could help your venture with. HubbardInteractive.com. Building campaigns that connect. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. And we're back with the Tom Bernard Morning Show here. Ellie filling in for the always fantastic, but sometimes on her ass, Brittany Arneson. We've got Tevin in studio. And uh, Tom, we have to be joined by the one and only KSTP Channel 5 news anchor, Chris Eggert. Well, I thought we were having technical difficulties. Yeah. I, he, we were, he dropped out, is what I heard. What the internet we, connection what? was bad. <laughs> Why are you coming at me, Tevin? You and I have no beef. <laughs> we have no beef. I almost made it back in time. Close, close. I had I had to stall. Yeah, I, I I did hear you stall. As soon as I opened the door, you started stalling. It was great. No, I just uh, that's the one thing about this office. It's only about oh three four miles down to the men's room. So right. you know, <laughs> Jesus, it's at the other end of the world in the <laughs> building. What the hell? Anyway, news brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. Chris Eger joining us. Now, anything really important in the news this morning? I mean, other than the U.S. government about to shut down and, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of auto workers potentially, you know, going on further strike. No, there's not much going on. Oh, God. Can anybody get along with anybody else anymore? Is it possible? Ah. Uh, uh. Not, yeah. not, no, no. <laughs> well, the, I mean, Kristen's been talking about it. At least the Hollywood thing is starting to get resolved. So, I mean, yeah, it seems that. like it. Yeah, it seems like that's true. Uh, the video game uh, uh, SAG union, though, is about to jump on to uh, their own picket line. Are they? Yeah. I heard that uh, two days ago. So, that's um, against like Activision, Blizzard, and like three other companies. But they just voted 98. They're. They're allowed to go on strike if a deal isn't made, but that's the SAG voice actors. My new one that angers me the most, and I, every time I hear this stuff, I just get so pissed off why we ever let this happen. So the government shuts down. Law enforcement doesn't get paid. Firefighters don't get paid. All these people that are out there protecting us and saving us and helping us, uh, uh, keeping us from harm, they get no money 
But the very people that voted to shut down the government, all of the government workers still get paid. Is that unbelievable? Doesn't seem right, doesn't it? No, no, it really doesn't seem right. Oh, so I get to starve, but you get to sit on your ass and you still get full pay. You got to wonder oh. if maybe if it was the same for them, maybe they don't vote for it. Maybe they keep things up and running. Yeah. You know? How dare you cut yourself a paycheck when you're not paying EMTs the $15 an hour exactly. you're already giving them? I can't take much more of, of politicians. I really cannot. And I'm not, not talking about just the United States. Around the world, these people are the most abusive, greedy pricks ever. God, they're greedy now. But, yeah, so no, you won't have any cops on the street, but at least I'll be sitting in my uh, mansion in Hollywood or where the hell ever I am. Uh, it's disgusting to me. I just don't get it. Well, I'm not, I don't even, this is such a nonpartisan observation. I don't even know what party he's from. Maybe I should, but uh, the Senator Menendez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's allegedly in trouble. Um, innocent, of course, until proven guilty, but they found like fancy cars and gold bars and all kinds of crap in his house. So he's taken care of. Well, <laughs> he had sewn gold bars and cash into one of his suit coats. Yeah, yeah, that's some that's some next level stuff right there. He was hiding it from Fidel Castro. Didn't you hear yeah, that? Yeah, they could come and take they, his family <laughs> has been. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna come here and take you away from New Jersey. Uh huh. These seriously, we have got to start doing. And and maybe Trump and Biden should both go to prison. Maybe that should be the start of it all. You know, well, I, I, I do think that there's definitely and probably always has been an, an touch, untouchable nature to politicians when they get to a certain level. Yeah. Um, and I'm not talking I'm not talking left or right or middle. Like I'm, I'm talking no, I know. everybody. And, you know, things like the the gold bars in the house and the you know, that just helps to kind of cement that image in people's heads. Again, I don't know. You know, and the fact that it allegedly came from the oil nations. I mean, the whole thing, yep. it's just, it's just, it's like, it's cliche. It's just, it's everything's, you know, working out the, the, the cliche way you'd think it would in that particular case. But. but why is it always with the United States? Okay. We get five of our prisoners that you have, you get your five prisoners from us and $6 billion. Why do we always have to pay more than everybody else? Well, we're definitely uh, Ameri- uh, the the world checkbook, right? Like oh, we'll, we'll we ever... we're, we we got money for everything. I mean, we can't our, our government can't fund, and we're losing, mo- but we're losing money every day, billions and billions and billions of dollars. But mm-hmm. we do have money to give to everyone. We certainly do. So, what what are the positive things in the news this morning? You got oh, anything? <laughs> uh, uh, well, let me put it this way. I'll read you some headlines from the Wall Street Journal. You ready? I got, I got, a, I got six, I got seven stories that I pulled, and I mean, not there's not a whole lot of positive. <laughs> is there another asteroid? Yeah, is there another asteroid coming at us? You know what? It was that three thousand years. Here are your headlines from the Wall Street Journal. Starting to feel sting from Fed hikes. A crisis is brewing at UK universities. Ford tried to sell the electric Mustang to China. Kevin McCarthy stares down GOP holdouts in critical... Not one bit of good news on the front page. It's like, God! 
it's all bad news now. Why? Well, I think you just got to look a little bit more uh, and in different places for some positive things. If uh, you know, there's there's that. So, uh, but I, you know, um, I had a news director tell me a long time ago when I tried to have this conversation with him, and this guy's like a legend in our business, um, not here but in a different city. Uh, he goes, he goes. Well, let me tell you what, son. We don't do a story about every plane that lands safely at the airport. We do stories about the ones that crash. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> so you're not into the good news. Uh, I mean, deal. it's not that he wasn't, and it's just it, it was just like he put it that way to me. I'm like, okay, I, I got it. Um, I understand. Do you think that, it, as a news person, do you think that it is true that unless you add some sparkle to stories, people won't watch? No. What, what's funny is it just actually comes up all the time, and mm-hmm. people people say, and I, I've been in the business for 25-plus years now, um, people always anecdotally say that they want to hear more positive stories on the news, but then when it comes right down to the actual research of it, people usually turn away when the when that kind of stuff is right. on the team. That's what so I understand. So I think, I think people people want to believe that there's good things going on in the world. And that's where I think when you're doing a newscast, you can't just, you can't just come on for two hours and tell people about all the awful things. Like you've got to, you've got to sprinkle some hope in there. Um, But the reality is there've been lots of TV stations in different cities that have tried like the, we're going to do all family friendly news and we're going to do all X, Y, Z news. And it never works. No, it just no, doesn't, you're right. It doesn't resonate with people. They, you know, so. The only problem I have with that whole thing, and I, I, it happens on both sides, they, they, they read some headline from a report coming up, and you hear the headline, you go, that's not true in the least, and you know that's not true. That happens all the time. They lie to get higher ratings, correct? I mean, I won't say they as in everybody, but I yeah, do know that yeah. I I do know that there is an art to writing a headline and a tease, and there has to be something about it that is enticing to get your viewer to pay attention to it. Um, And I know that there are some organizations that take a lot of liberties when it comes to that and will, will find one tiny little thing to pull out of the story and make that sort of the, the punchy part in the headline that tries to get your attention. And then when you actually sit down and listen to the whole story, it was fair. It did cover all sides. It was journalistically solid, but however they chose to tease it or promote it, or that definitely could come across as um, sensationalism or even lying, depending on what your perspective is. I mean, that's it. I just tell me the truth. Everything will be good. Love my life. Everything's wonderful. Calm down. Right? I mean, listen, there's all sorts of good things happening in the world. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, um, there's a lot of crap that's happening in the world right now, too. So it's, well, <laughs> that's true. You know? Yeah, it's the lying part. I, just don't, they, I know they're lying. They know they're lying. Stop lying. But I guess well, if people I, believe it, I guess they do. Yeah. I would. I would also say that I think sometimes people get confused between what is like nationally when you're watching cable what is a news program 
and what is a commentary program because a lot of times they yeah, look the big, same big difference but they're not because commentary you're going to get the one side you're going to get it exactly the way they see it the, and, and but if it's most of the time if it's news it should be presented in a little bit fairer way and in a in a truthful way i won't say all the time no not all the time do you think that um well, I mean, obviously, late-night television is destroyed. Nobody watches those shows anymore because they all got very political. I, uh, Johnny Carson always made the point, I am not going to get political for anyone or anything. It's not going to happen. That's why people love Johnny Carson, because it was never political. He made fun of everybody. I, you know? That is, I have been very curious to see that, and I... Um, I don't know, but then, but then again, you know what, Tom? A couple of years ago, some kind of study came out where like thirty-six percent of Americans were getting their news from the late-night. I know comedians. It, it was be, something yeah. like that, yep. and I was, I was kind of like, what? I know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think we all. I have fond memories of Carson too, right? Like even oh, Letterman. God. Letter Letterman never really got political. Not too much, early, did he? In early days, I think maybe he did a little bit here and there, but I don't think he'd ever come out and just, like, do his whole opening monologue about political stuff. I don't I don't ever remember that happening. Did you ever meet him? No. He is one weird son of a bitch, I will tell I, you. Well, I've heard that. <laughs> Holy God, is he weird. I mean, I don't know what the hell is it. He can't even, he cannot look you in the eye. I don't know what that's all about. Still spectrum-y. Yeah, he's like, oh, good to see you. Ellie. How's everything? No, look at me in the eye here. Let's go. That's interesting for an interviewer. I know. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I suppose he goes into character or something when he does his interviews on TV. So it's not him looking at you. It's that character. Huh. He's really weird, though. Well, first of all, I mean, he leaves television, and all of a sudden, next time you see him, he's like, got an eight-foot beard. And like, oh, my God. I- I'm going to be the... I'm gonna be in the minority here to say I love that beard. I can't. I would love. I, I do. I do like the beard. You like as well. that yeah. big beard? I, it it like is weird though. And he definitely is. Come, you know, he's uh, he's definitely given off a person experiencing homelessness vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Wandered yeah. down down from the mountain with a jug of moonshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. No, I, I, he was never my kind of guy. He just we we had him on one time on the KQ Morning Show, and he was just a prick. He was not friendly yeah. in the least. So I was like, eh, go away. This guy was a weatherman. Ooh. Yeah. That, I guess that doesn't surprise me, but I guess what I, and I'm, I think fondly of the early days with like the dumb stuff, like Velcroing him, you know, jumping onto the wall and, you know, the like early, mm-hmm. early letterman mm-hmm. that was just kind of just stupid, a little bit more kind of like Conan O'Brien was mm-hmm. right away when he was just, just a goofball, oh, you know? Yeah. It was pretty good TV back in the days. I mean, you had your Jay Leno. He had one approach, which I liked. You know, the Letterman, if you liked that whole deal, that worked for you. And there's a lot of good different shows. Conan O'Brien, I thought, was really good. Love he Conan. Just, he never caught on, though. Why is that? Conan O'Brien didn't catch on? Not really. Not as big as the other ones. I think he, I think he did, but Jay Leno in that whole debacle kind of like sidetracked it so he oh. didn't he didn't get the main gig which was the NBC yeah, night right, show right. he had to end, he ended up going to uh TBS I T- want to say for was, like yeah. the glory yep. days yeah yep i think you're right but he did well on TBS didn't he i mean they ran for yeah 
like close to a decade. I think it was like eight years or so. I think mm-hmm. it was just because it was TBS and not one of the major right. networks. Yeah, right. That no. it didn't wasn't as big. Yeah, and I feel like he was so much. Like I feel like he's very much so different than like a Letterman or a Leno, where oh, he yeah. wasn't yeah. taken yeah. as seriously. It was almost like yeah, he hey, was. This it kind was of not clown is over here yeah. doing some news show. Yeah. Well, they're warning the people now: is it stop with the politics? Because they all got really political. And that was a bad idea. Johnny Carson never would do it, as I said. He just wouldn't get political. And I just, that's not why I watch late night television to hear your political views. I like to be entertained, sing me a song, tell me a joke, and shut up. Is that is Trevor Noah still on? He shot himself in the foot with oh, that. Oh, did he ever? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's done, isn't he? Yeah, he I is. think he is yeah. done. Yeah. He is, yep. Yeah. He, like, had a awakening or something and decided he didn't want to do it anymore. In other words, his ratings plummeted? Is that what you're saying? No, he, he like, awakening? he legitimately quit the show, like... <clears throat> He was terrible. I mean, unless, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, what's, yeah, what's the perception and what the reality is? Yeah, yeah I don't know about that, Tom, <laughs> for sure. That is true. But I, I know what was the, the story that was told, but yeah, there's usually something else there, right? You know, what's interesting about that, and I, and I do talk about this quite often, and I, I think it is true, that television news in America, the best two markets are Chicago and Minneapolis. I don't think there's any, Minneapolis-St. Paul, obviously. I don't think there's any question. Those are the two best television news markets in the country. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, I, they are both very well respected. They are. And, yeah. and I would say, the, conversely, the audience, um, they have, we have good TV audiences. Yes. And people pay attention to it. They care about it. And because they care, I think the organizations care. You know what I mean? When you know... When you know it's impacting the community the way it is, then um, I think, you know, extra effort is put into that. Well, and then think about this. Chicago's probably number one, Minneapolis-St. Paul number two, but Minneapolis-St. Paul would probably be number one if it weren't for Channel 11. (laughs) You took that that really well, pal. (laughs) You took that really, you just went... Just a little smirk. (laughs) Chris, is your connection bad? I didn't hear you respond yeah. there. <laughs> well, I, I didn't hear you, Tom. What, what was that? What? Screen what? seems to be frozen. Over uh, they, there. They've never been fans of Uncle Tommy's. That's all I have to say. Uh, Just the well, way the whole whole deal kind of went. I don't know. It's What are you going to do? Yeah. Isn't that kind of funny? I, I, you don't have to deal with that probably, though, because when you're a public figure, whether it's in you know, radio or television or newspaper, whatever it is, you, you don't, you don't, at first you don't realize people are going to react to you in really different ways that is so weird because I run into people and they're all happy to see me and other people look at me like, eh, it's that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that about people. Like, yeah, that, that's, for, for you, that's got to be super weird, right? Like it you're, is pretty odd. Um, like, what'd you say? Didn't somebody come up in a, what, like when the, when the podcast started, didn't you say somebody came up and say, so, or was that, I don't remember. Somebody had this story that, like, has somebody had to come up and specifically point out that they don't listen to you or don't. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, oh, I've yeah. never, I've never quite understood the purpose of that either. Like, to just really tell someone, you know, I don't watch Channel Five. Okay, good. <laughs> Not everybody does. We don't have a hundred share. Thanks for sharing that. That's fine. Did I did I say you had to? I mean, you know, it's just weird. I know. Are... You just then you just respond to them like, "Where do you work?" Yeah, I also don't 
will go to wherever yeah. you it is you work. Like, see like, yeah. how it's, dumb this sounds. You'd never do that. Like, I would never in a million years think to do that to somebody. It's stupid. Well, it is stupid. It just, but you're a public figure, and because yeah, of the fact no. that you're famous, you're a public figure. You make some pretty decent money. They don't like that. That's yeah. why they have to tell you that they don't like you. Well, listen, when uh, there. Things have become very polarized and back to the whole point on the politics stuff. Like anytime we've got some kind of politics thing that's a focus. I mean, I, I've had people say all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. And like I even had some lady say she she goes, I think you should cut your other leg off or like. Oh, my like God. Really <laughs> well, that's a little harsh. I was like, damn. Wow. What's going on in your world? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> holy cow, I can't, I, don't, I can't imagine anything I would ever Jeez. say that would be that effective. <laughs> right, and it's also like, ma'am, I didn't just wake up one day and go, you know what I want to do today? Just cut my leg off. Like, that's yeah, not, right, that's that not how I lost the Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I was like, that, that was a new one. I was like, oh, wow. And then I was actually really impressed by it. I was like, well, she went there, so yeah. like, it was good for her. Well, because it, it's it's those comments that you're always like, you read them and you almost have to laugh because you're like, wow, that says so much more about you than it does about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's right, true. Right. Yeah, it's absolutely true. But I guess maybe they, they think it's their one, one chance to get their opinion in on mm -hmm. something. So you go, okay, yeah, I understand. Like I said, I don't have 100 share. You're right. You're not the only one who doesn't listen. <laughs> you know, it's and just, that's okay, right? It's fine. Uh, you know, it's whatever. It what? It's just. It's over. Let's be honest. Television and radio is a very weird business. There's no for sure, that. and changing so much now, <clears throat> yep. and it's so impacted by, you know, the social media and just everything. It's a. It's a. Industry's definitely in a weird, is in a weird place. Then it had it coming, so that's good. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? Well, listen, I'm the biggest critic of what we do. And anybody, like, people who have, <laughs> like, negative things to say, I'll just look at them. I'll look at right at them. I'll say, nobody is more critical of this industry than I am. No, I can assure true. whatever true. you think about <clears throat> XYZ, I've had thoughts that are, you know, a million times over that. So, I, yep. yeah. Okay, I know, I know you have to go, but I do need one favor from you. Yes, sir. Because the show, the, the show you're on right now is doing very well, and things are really good. It's highly supported by listeners, advertisers, and everything. If you do cut off your other leg, could you do it live on this show so it drive <laughs> our ratings up? Yes. We can do a pay-per-view <laughs> and split the pot. Yeah. We'll, we'll do pay-per-view of you lopping <laughs> off your other leg. I'm, uh, it can be like a, like the new Saw movie. It's yeah, like a Halloween yeah. special. Oh, yeah, yeah, there right. you go. Exactly. I mean, for the most part, it's functional right now, but this is something I'll give a thought to. Just You'll get back to me. I guess let's find out what kind of sponsorship we can get. And, uh, Do you have you any know, preferences? Yeah. I, if I could get a car to drive, okay. I might think about taking that other leg but off. But you wouldn't have any – how would you operate the pedals? We'd have to get a That's special a <laughs> It's a damn the grip deal. You got the two grip deals. Yeah, I will, suppose. Will you settle for like a Corolla or like what's the what's the minimum? Oh, no, here no, 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 no. No, you. It's yeah. got to be a baller, and I want some gold bars in the trunk. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> sewn into the sewn fabric. Into, <laughs> sewn into some fancy suits. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, I think it's magnificent, Chris. Always a great pleasure, sir. 
I'll uh, I'll I'll bring a couple of positive stories to the table tomorrow. <laughs> no, you I thought it was a nice flow to it. We got a lot in, got a couple of laughs in. What more do you want? You know what? That's all we can ask. I'm still waiting for the second edition of the gas hole. Oh, the gas hole! Oh yeah, coming. the gas hole about that. We got to get the right, gas hole going again. I'll bring a gas hole report tomorrow. All right. Tomorrow, Chris Eggert lops off his other gam. Oh, it's gonna be great. <laughs> He just laughs. Do men have gams? Although, That's also well, a great point. <laughs> who was it in the movie Lifeboat? What was that guy's name again? Because he got infected. He's on the lifeboat because the ocean liner sank. William Frawley? No, it wasn't William Frawley, but it was that era. Who else is Googling the movie Lifeboat right now? Me. I have the references he makes. I'm like, let me just. Well, that's going back a while. But I will never forget. He had the greatest line in the movie. So they're all in a lifeboat in the middle of the ocean. They got no food. Then they find out his right leg is infected. Okay, Chris? His right leg's infected. Yeah. They said, I'm sorry, man, but we're going to have to cut that off or it's going to kill you. He goes, nope. He said, you will die if we don't cut your leg off. He says, I don't care. And they said, why don't you care? He said, what good's a hepcat with only one gam? Oh, you told me that. <laughs> one of the greatest lines of all time. That's pretty freaking awesome. He did not look like a hepcat, I will be honest with you. He didn't look too hepcat-y to me, but did you find out who it was? No, I I have not oh, yet. I have the cast pulled up. I if got, anybody's it's a Tallulah Bankheed movie. It's a black and white film. <laughs> yes, it is black and white. It came out in 1944. 44. Uh, was it, it was like John Hodiak, William Bendix. William Bendix. There That's exactly go. who said it was. William Bendix. What good is a hepcat with only one gam? <laughs> <laughs> and I said to my mother, I was like, what the hell is a gam? Is, well, it's a leg. And I'm like, where do you get gam from leg? I mean, Isn't it like specifically like the thigh? Oh, is it? Maybe. I, I thought yeah. so. It might yeah. be. I don't know. I, I have no idea. In any case, news brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. Uh, again, I, I like to say these things once in a while because it's absolutely true. The people like Kristen Burt and Chris Eggers come on the show. I just love working with these people. They're very nice people. Mm-hmm. They're interesting. They're funny. Isn't that great? Everybody get bitch about your life all you want. I got a great life. You got so. good contributors. Yeah. But I, we really are lucky. There's no doubt about that. No question about it. All right, so I suppose we better... Oh, God, we do have to... Oh, my God. This show's flying by with you kids. <laughs> flying. <laughs> Absolutely flying. Soaring. Can I call you kids? You're, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm not old enough to be offended by that yet. Nope. No, probably not. <laughs> I feel like anybody that's older than me, like until the day I die, could call me a kid, and I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, that's true. Very good point. We will take a break. Be right back in a couple minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Tom here and I just read a great success story from an online review for MN Fat Loss. In her review, Karen writes, the team at MN Fat Loss is caring and wonderful. They're very supportive. That's huge, by the way. I had a great experience. Well, so did I, Karen. No question about it. I lost 10% of my body weight easily. The plan is simple. I ate real food. I finally learned how to eat right, as a matter of fact. I had previously tried so many other weight loss plans. None of them taught me how to eat right. I feel so much better, I sleep better, and all my aches and pains have gone away. Thank you so much to the MN Fat Loss team. Great job, Karen. I'm so happy to hear about your success, and I'm very serious about that. Are you ready to lose weight and feel better? Go to mnfatloss.com and schedule a free phone consultation. It's so easy to see it. If, if, uh, you know, MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you, and I'm sure it will be, by the way. 
They offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. You don't have to take time off of work or get a babysitter for the kids. It's as easy as getting on a quick call with the expert staff. You can share your goals, learn about the program, and see if it is a good fit to help you lose weight and feel better. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted weight. That's www.mnfatloss.com. Let them know that Tom sent you, and I cannot wait to hear about your success story. Dougie, how's life in Baldwin? I love it, though it's a bit hard to find a half-calf, decaf, heavy foam. We'll give you some heavy foam. Yeah, that's what he said. Anyway, I just came back from the National Ford meeting and got to hear Bill Ford, Henry's grandson, and Jim Farley, who's the CEO, talk about the future of the company. It was really interesting, and I learned some cool stuff. Read this. Ford builds more vehicles in the USA than any other brand. Huh? I thought it would have been Tesla. Not even close. Keep reading. Ford outsold Toyota in 2022 and is on track to do it again. I didn't know that either. Probably these commercials. Yeah, sure, pal. Ford also has the largest number of assembly workers in the United States. You know, Tom, I've really fallen in love with the product. From the electrics to the super duties, thanks to you, a lot of people have reached out to put Ford on their list. If you want to talk cars in general or Ford specifically, reach out to me at Doug at FlagshipFord.com. FlagshipFord.com. At the Home Depot, Saturdays are about two things. The one-of-a-kind wood-fired flavor of a Traeger Ironwood XL grill. And football. That's right, Desmond Howard. Get fired up for the game in just a tap with Traeger's intuitive touchscreen. Then throw on your favorites and monitor the grill from anywhere with Wi-Fi technology. So you spend less time staring at the grill. Which means more time for football. For football. Upgrade your Saturday with Traeger and the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Ron had a tax problem he just couldn't handle on his own. I owed the IRS taxes for over five years, but I didn't have any money to pay the taxes. Those years cost him dearly. Most of it was fees and interest. It was horrible. Ron finally called in the pros. I called Optima Tax Relief, and boy, am I happy I did. (laughs) The leading tax resolution firm, Optima, is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. They've resolved over a billion dollars for their clients. Ron was overjoyed. They settled my account with IRS I was ecstatic. They are a lifesaver. They are. I am so happy. (laughs) Take Ron's advice and call Optima now for a free consultation. Yeah, don't do like I did and wait. Call Optima Tax Relief. Do it now. You'll be ecstatic like me. (laughs) Call 800-783-8055. That's 800-783-8055. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.